Our philosophy here on Two Teas in a Pod is to use English in its most natural form. Therefore, occasionally a bad word may slip through the net. This episode contains adult language. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Two Teas in a Pod. Uh, welcome back to Two Teas in a Pod. I'm Katie. And I'm Tim. Good morning, Katie. How are you? <laughs> I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Very good, thank you. Good. Uh, so we have a special guest here today. It is Ed. Are you calling yourself Ed? I meant to ask you this before. Are you calling yourself Ed or Edward? Always Ed. Always Ed. Always Ed. Quite right. That's your yes. stage name. It's my sta- well, it's my name. <laughs> it's your name. <laughs> uh, Ed Aldcroft. Um, and he is, well, I also meant to ask you about this. What is your official title? I was like CEO of Barcelona English Choir. Oh, like, that that's not weird. right. Yeah, no. That doesn't sound right. I mean, it probably is right, but it's, it sounds weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what yes. would you describe yourself as? Uh, director of Director Barcelona of. That does sound better. Founder and director of. Founder and director. Yeah. That does sound good. Add CEO to that later. <laughs> <CEO>. <laughs> yeah. It becomes a multinational conglomerate. So um, tell us a little about yourself. So uh, I've, I've lived in Barcelona for almost 11 years now. Uh, and we arrived here yeah, on a sort of bit of a whim, like many people, um, as a sort of adventure with my wife, Ali, who also sings in the choir. Mm-hmm. And we thought we'd be here for a few months. And uh, yeah. We're obviously 10 years down the line and two children and completely sort of uh, in, involved in the community over here. So, yeah, that's 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 our, that's how we are. That's how we got to where we are now. Um, we started this little project and then it's grown into something quite a lot bigger. But um, my background is I studied music and mm-hmm. was working in the northeast of England uh, for a number of years before we moved over here. Uh, doing lots of community projects mm-hmm. and working in prisons and with older people and in care homes and with uh, toddlers, with everything. In, um, in choirs, you mean? Choirs, singing, uh, music projects, mm-hmm. composition projects, songwriting, mm-hmm. um, percussion, anything you can think of. Um, at Sage Gateshead, which is a, a big musical, a bit like Laudatori here uh, in the north of England, in Gateshead. In Gateshead, not in Newcastle, uh, in Gateshead. That's really important. That's very important. (laughs) Very important. Um, And so that's where I did most of my kind of uh, my music, my community training, I suppose. My group work training was there, Um, having done quite a formal music degree. uh, Then this is my, this was my real kind of training in in the workplace, I suppose. Okay. So what, uh, I'm also in the choir, I should point out. Mm -hmm. I've known Ed for a long time. I think I've been in it for like eight years I think that's right, Katie. Were you in the very first teachers? Group? No. So there's a fri- what is? Can you explain the teachers choir? <laughs> oh yeah, I say teachers. I shouldn't say that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a Friday. There's a morning group. A Friday morning group, which was initially started because basically because my wife really wanted to sing mm-hmm. and couldn't sing because the sessions were in the evening. So she said, "Why don't you start a teachers choir?" So I started a teachers choir, which is now not a teachers choir but just a morning choir, mm-hmm. uh, which is ninety five percent teachers. <laughs> 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 I think I joined that the year after it started. Yes. So I think I've been in it for eight. Long time. It is, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about the origins of the Barcelona English Choir. Why did you set it up in the first place? So I thought, I think when I arrived, uh, the first few months were just completely sort of exploratory and we weren't really, we didn't have any long term plans. So it was just sort of seeing what was around and. We'd saved a bit of money, so there wasn't so much pressure uh, initially. And also we didn't think we'd be here for, you know, a really long time. Mm-hmm. 
and then there was I just noticed there was definitely a gap in the market for two things. One thing was a choir which was unauditioned and was completely open access, which in England at the time and now massively, but at the time was really developing as a, as a thing. Uh, completely unauditioned choirs. There was lots of TV programs about choirs and choir singing um and so there was a really big surge in community choirs mm-hmm. in the uk just uh, in the few years before i left and over here there's there's a massive choral tradition i mean it's huge and there's so many catalan choirs and so lots and lots of gospel choirs mm-hmm. and then there's classical choirs but there wasn't really i didn't see anywhere a choir that was doing sort of a mixture of styles you know pop and rock and r&b and blues and whatever uh, whether it be english or catalan or, or spanish or whatever mm-hmm. uh, there just wasn't that that was one thing and then the other thing was obviously uh, the language point um so i uh, there, there's no there was no english speaking choirs apart from choirs that were doing gospel and singing some songs in english mm-hmm. so i thought there was a bit of a gap there to to create something and obviously it's my it's my profession so i thought i'll just give it a go and see if there's any interest and the, really the selling point was uh, sing without any audition and also practice your English. Initially, the practicing English was quite a big sell. Mm-hmm. Um, as as time has gone on, that's still a thing, but it, there's also a slightly different side of it, which I guess we'll probably come on to, but there's more of an international, there's, there's more of an international sort of feel at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I really didn't want it to be was uh, uh, an expat choir. Uh, yeah. I didn't want it to be just for English people. Yeah. Uh, I just felt really uncomfortable with that with that pro- with that concept. Um, yeah. Although um, there are lots of things that exist for that purpose, and that's fine. But that wasn't what I was interested in at mm-hmm. all. Um, so that's why it was really focused on on that. And I, I remember like sc- literally scrawling some flyers. I didn't have we didn't have a printer or anything, <laughs> so I'm like literally hand wrote some flyers <laughs> in English and then in terrible Catalan. And terrible Castellano, <laughs> really bad. Like I've got them at home, and they're just so bad. Cringe. So many mistakes <laughs> everywhere. And I just, I just literally posted. I mean, it was in the days. Obviously, there was social media, but it was extremely low impact at that point. So yeah. there was no. We didn't have any social media. I think media that's presence. how I found you through Facebook, though. Yes. Yeah. Meetup, I think, was a. Oh, was that initially? Meetup was like the big. For me, it was a, a massive thing. It doesn't really seem to exist anymore, but... Uh, I think it does. Do people use it a lot? Yeah. Sure. Some things. Yeah. Yeah, like beach volleyball. <laughs> <laughs> That's beach. Yeah. Extremely important. <laughs> okay. But, but it was funny because I, like, I posted flies everywhere and, uh, and then I got, you know, literally like 15 people, 20 people, and then I put it on Meetup. I remember over the summer and then in September we suddenly had like 60, 70 people. Whoa. Um, wow. So it was a really massive impact. Did you have a big enough space? Uh, well, we had a space that was not big enough, but we ha- we used it, which was the, the 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 back room of a library. Oh yeah, which we then used yeah. in in our group too. Been there for many years. Yes. Um, there was. I will never forget that whoever that was that used to bang on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what felt like they took off their shoe and banged on the wall every Friday morning. So that yeah, there was a the the, the space. It's a really amazing and old um, feminist bookshop in the centre of Barcelona and they have a little space at the back which they have they have talks in and they do little exhibitions and things um yeah I don't know how I found it or, or why they let us start there but that was the first the first space that I used in Barcelona and then but the problem was that then after after about six months that it was just literally cramming sardines into a tin <laughs> and yeah we had people not banging on the door uh, banging on the wall coming through and complaining all the time so it wasn't the ideal no. Setting, but we did stay there for about seven years. Mm. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we persevered. Yeah. Um, so, how have things changed? You mentioned a few changes in terms of internationality. What else has changed? Do you think in the last well ten years now? 
Yeah, 10 years this year. Yeah. Um, I think what's changed is uh, clearly the level has changed. I mm -hmm. mean, the overall level has changed, which is what you'd sort of hope. Um, I think we probably tackle things that are potentially more challenging than, well, definitely more challenging than, than the first things we did in the first few years. Mm -hmm. Although I always try and keep a balance of stuff that's immediately easy to get and, and slightly harder to get. Mm -hmm. um, and right now, I think because we're sort of just coming out of the, you know, couple of weird years, I, I'm trying to sort of balance that out even more. But pre-COVID, I think we were kind of, we were really um, hitting some quite complicated arrangements and, and that we were community choir completely you know an audition so that that i think is more of a focus uh, these days is is really doing songs doing arrangements that are really interesting or as interesting as possible that are really diverse and varied and but the, the thing the advantage of having had a choir for many years is that you have this kind of ecosystem whereby there are singers who are really experienced who may not have been experienced when they joined but then after five six years of being there they then become experienced you hopefully and then people who join after those people are kind of carried along by the more experienced singers mm -hmm. and you kind of get this thing where it's a group that sort of propels itself forward yeah um and that's something i really love about it and that's just happens sort of fairly organically oh, i don't really like that word but anyway fairly, <laughs> fairly organically yeah. it happens um and so yeah i think that's one thing another thing is just we still have i'm very um conscious about the the kind of the the spread of nationalities and and uh, you know we've got I, I did a count recently I think it's sixty five percent Catalan Spanish nice and then like twenty five thirty percent whatever native English so mm -hmm. English uh, or American Canadian or uh, any other native speaking uh, English people and then the remaining whatever the percentages that I can't work out just now uh, is don't ask me uh, already <laughs> forgot the numbers you said <laughs> it's from um, over 30 different countries wow. Um, wow so it's like it's a real mi mix uh it's a real mix yeah and that's mm -hmm. I, I love that and that's become more of a thing over the years i think yeah um, i would say yeah yeah and yeah, yeah like so that. That, that's definitely a, a change and i think we just we, we do things that are we have I, i'd say we're doing things that are ambitious but we've always done stuff that's ambitious for where we're at and i think i always push for that because i think it's important there was i feel like there was a big shift like six years ago though or maybe seven years ago was and when you were like started getting really ambitious oh yeah which was where was that which i bit? can't remember i think it's when we started doing our first music videos oh yeah yeah mm. yeah i don't know why that started i don't know what what possessed me to do that but it was <laughs> it was um i think it was just trying to think because the thing is i don't i don't really like doing loads of concerts uh throughout the year because then you sort of run out of repertoire i don't like repeating repertoire very much yeah i like repeating a couple of things and there are some choirs and this is great as well some people some choirs have their repertoire and they do you know more or less the same thing they add a couple of things whereas for me i like to do mainly new stuff and add older stuff um, yeah so it's kind of trying to keep momentum through the year so we tend to do like a mini concert at christmas and then in normal days we do um like an audio recording and a video recording and then a big concert and i suppose that when we started doing when that started to be the pattern which is when we did the chandelier video which was i don't know when 2014 or 15 or something. yeah that's so long ago now. yeah uh that's i suppose that was a change um but also there was a point where we started to sing completely without copies uh, yeah. which was a bit of a we used to have these big folders mm. and they were like really close. So every time there would be like a hundred people, or all the that, pages like going, people <laughs> turning a page. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I mean, I'm, this is a podcast, so you can't demonstrate, but like just the people's shoulders, like completely crammed in trying to hold their folders. Like yeah. It, yeah. it was never. And everyone like looking down. Yeah. 
It's not very conducive to no. good and that, posture, right? No, exactly. No, nor just general, you know, people just got really annoyed with each other. Uh, <laughs> Bashing, folding each other. People no, were pinching, no, prodding. A bit of, bit of, bit Honestly, of that. Yeah. Physical yeah. violence has occurred. Yeah. yeah. It absolutely has. Low level. Um, but definitely yeah, there. Yes. It's, yeah. I don't remember some dramatic moments. Don't want to get anyone in trouble. We're just going to move on. Um, what was the process of making the music videos like? Um, really great. I really enjoy it. Uh, and, you know, some music videos have been the product in the end has been better or, or worse, depending on, on your kind of view. But I, I suppose the thing that's the, the really good thing for me, the interesting thing for me is to focus on the combination of what the experience is like to do it and then what the product is like at the end. Mm-hmm. And I suppose the, the magic balance is if you have an amazing experience and the video at the end is also really great. But inevitably shooting a music video, is, there's a lot of, it's time consuming and, and you, know, you need yeah. to take lots of shots and it's repetitive and you have to wait around a lot. Mm-hmm. And so if you get the, the good balance of, of that, then it's really great. And sometimes the experience is, uh, is less ideal there's two there's like a lot of waiting and then but the product is amazing right. occasionally well on one occasion the the experience is not amazing and the video is also not amazing <laughs> but we're are not you going to say which one, one that is no, no okay we're not going to say that <laughs> you have to watch them you have all to guess. Out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but generally yeah it's, it's which one's your favorite my favorite uh well two favorites really which is not really fair but um I think uh, for Lean On, which was uh, when we, we took over Now Bostik, which is a now really loads of stuff is happening there, but it's a big old, uh, what's it called? Have now. you been there? No. It's really near your new what house. It? It's covered in, it's like an old factory. It's covered in graffiti and wall art, street art. It's really cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's it called? Now Bostik. Now Bostik. Yeah. Okay. It's really cool. And they, yeah, they do lots of um, lots of big events and stuff mm-hmm. there. And so we got in there just through a contact. We got in there just, as I said, started to do stuff. And it was amazing. We just had the run of the place. And it was really great because there was several groups happening at the same time. We had a massive filming uh, production team. Uh, and so stuff was happening all the time. And there was also just a general, a really nice community feel. For me, at least, I really enjoyed that one. Um, and then the other one that I absolutely loved was Hyper Ballad, which is when oh, yeah. we went away for a weekend to do it. And we made it sort of a social thing. And we spent the whole day in, in several fields. And there was loads of waiting <laughs> really as well. Cool. But it was just a really... It was really it nice. We were out. We went for a walk. Yeah. It was just, we were out in this mountain in the middle of nowhere. Well, yeah. it was in the middle of somewhere. I can't remember where it was. Yeah, was it? Osana, In one yeah. Osana, um, yeah. And it was just really nice. Yeah. Singing in a field all day. Singing, Singing all day. in a field. Sounds amazing. There was, Ed, I did love that music video and I think the result is great, but there was something of a suicide cult about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just there's certain scenes you're like, oh God, we're all going to drink some Kool-Aid. And... That's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the end of the video, yeah, we should, uh, listeners should, should have a look for it, but it's, yeah, uh, yeah it's... Uh, some really beautiful parts though. It ends with everybody sort of walking towards the light it looks like yeah. you know in a sort of slightly mm-hmm. apocalyptic way I, suppose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I did love that one okay. yeah. I really liked um, the most recent one as well the Don't Leave Me Lonely yeah. I think it was a really cool result in the end yeah that was painful to make was uh, it? it was painful to make but not painful as in for the person who did it who was amazing really? but it was really it complicated it very difficult because the thing is because during Covid there was so many quiet videos that were coming out which was all basically boxes on a screen with, you know, 10, you know, 15, 20, whatever um, Mm -hmm. boxes with people's voice, with people's faces singing. And that was great. And that was a really good focus. But um, again, I just didn't want to do just that because it felt really dull. Mm -hmm. So uh, Lauda, who we work with quite a lot, who's working on our concert at the moment, 
she she sort of came up with this different idea and, and it's yeah it's just it's, it's very, very cool simple concept. but it's just shapes and and playing with that form a bit yeah and she did a good job yeah mm-hmm. um we recorded it just before covid okay the audio yeah the audio right. and then obviously the video was cancelled so you had the the the, the singing audio the done, audio yeah. all recorded yeah okay <clears throat> as a group yeah not locked that, away in your houses yeah. and that also got us some interesting points because people thought i mean i didn't say anything about it but people thought that we'd all recorded that at home <laughs> like, oh my god that's wow. amazing <laughs> how did you do that <laughs> all right so let's talk about some of your best barcelona english choir moments <clears throat> yes i don't like saying beck do you like saying beck not really okay no. i'm gonna say barcelona english choir okay yeah, you go for it yeah i will best moments go best moments i'm looking i'm thinking uh so i think for me uh the there's a couple of concerts that were my best, that were really amazing moments. I think I've, I say this quite a lot in rehearsals, but there's a, usually it's like the rehearsal just before where something really special happens uh, or there's a really amazing moment just before we actually do the show. And the show is really good but and amazing, but the, there's something about the pre-concert last rehearsal, even if it's just a warm-up or something. So the first time we went to Laudatori, uh, which in the, small, in the smaller hall, the 600-seater one, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was a massive leap uh, from what we'd done previously, w- which was, you know, in some kind of civic centres. And it was a huge risk. It's always a risk. Concerts are, are really complicated. Um, <clears throat> and I think that concert was... Uh, that concert and then the, s- the second Razzmatazz concert were yes. my two absolutely massively favourite moments because they were... I suppose what they were was culminations of kind of quite big ambitions that I'd had creatively mm-hmm. in some mm-hmm. way. Um and yeah, the first Laudatori concert, I just remember everybody walking in for the rehearsal and being like, oh my God, this is Laudatori, like we, and we're here. And that was a really nice feeling. Yeah, we are the yeah. main yeah. headline. <laughs> Headliners. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's that's what what we, call we, we literally were. The headline was, we did, had no support. <laughs> it was just us. <laughs> Nobody was supporting us. It was a festival with just us. Yeah. Um, I remember uh, what you were saying about the rehearsal was, I remember the my favourite rehearsal ever was the one we did... Um, oh, it was in the church, and we had it was I can't remember what things we were songs we were singing. It was the last Christmas concert we had before COVID. Oh yeah, and yeah. we'd had this amazing rehearsal, and it was like uh, spine tingling, tingling, tinglingly. Ting, what am I trying to say? Spine tinglingly good. <laughs> well done. <laughs> um, and then the actual <laughs> thing was because yeah, well, there was a band was... playing outside. Oh really? There was a rockabilly band outside. Who... Literally refused to to stop uh, playing for even fifteen minutes. Yeah. So we did um, we did when the party's over by Billie Eilish, and which is an extremely you know very sparse song, and we did it amazingly in the rehearsal, and we did it really well in the concert. But unfortunately, in every single gap there was. <laughs> in every gap. So oh God. So frustrating. Um, what about um, other favorite moments? Do you have anything else? I think, I mean, the music, the, the Hyper Ballads uh, Weekend Away thing, yeah. that was an amazing weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, you know, all in all, uh, it was just an incredible experience to just, also just hang out with everybody. Um, it was really nice. And for people to have some time with each other uh, was, was great. That was good. Um, I think another one for me was um, when we, I really enjoyed, we, we did El Nacional. Did you do that, Katie? Uh, no, was... I came and did rehe- I came and stood around. Oh yeah, yeah. So but I did, wasn't there for the thing. We did something for the Christmas lights at uh, El Nacional restaurant, 
um, and it was extremely stressful uh, in the lead up um, because of all the things that they were required of us and of me and, and there was lots of back and forth creatively with the right. person who was organizing it yeah he was really nice um but the uh yeah the performance was really lovely because we haven't really done anything mega christmasy as katie will know uh, i'm a massive fan of christmas but i'm not a massive fan of christmas singing songs. christmas songs, <laughs> christmas songs. <laughs> okay purely because you have to do it for months uh, and it just feels wrong uh, yeah. to start in october um so that's the only reason people think i'm a screech i'm not i love christmas but um I love it when you can just do it in, you know, two weeks and, and that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's always really the same nice. bloody song as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that I, was really cool. I appreciate that, Ed. It was I cool. Appreciate Good. Yeah, because there's a lot of choirs that just, it's always yeah. basically September, that's it. You're, yeah. you're in Christmas mode. Not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing that. So yeah, that was cool. And it was nice because it was quite, it was relatively high profile, which was interesting. And there was, we had lots of people there who, you know, it was on telly and it was sort of fed back and, um, it was nice and it was a bit of a challenge um, technically and performance wise and yeah that was good that was the kind of the last so you were like it was is it is it memorable because it was it, it, when you finished it you were so relieved that it was done uh, yeah well yeah that but, <laughs> that but also it felt like genuinely really very festive uh, okay and it was really nice well, that's good that was a nice moment yeah okay um so you mentioned the pandemic and covid and you kept what was really amazing was you kept going the whole time mm which was really spectacular. I was, I was very grateful. In fact, I think it like kept me going, to be honest. Mm. It really kept me going. It was a really tough time for everyone, of course, mm -hmm. but you did an, ama an amazing job. How did you do that? Can you explain a little bit about your process of what you did? Yeah, I want to know. How do you do choirs on... I've tried singing Happy Birthday to my family on Zoom and it doesn't work. Ah. I don't know how you do it. No, you're right. Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, like everybody uh, in across, you know, in, in whatever profession, you know, everybody was uh, a bit buggered uh, as soon as that landed, COVID landed. But I think for me, the main thing was to not stop, like to not, to just to kind of find a way of keep going in some way. And the first, the first, you know, couple of months were you know rough around the edges in terms mm -hmm. of actual delivery and what we were doing and because everybody was working it out but I think because precisely because everybody was working it out I didn't I, I just felt like well we're just all in this together and let's just do it and mm -hmm. see what we can do and I think mm -hmm. people were really uh kind of generous and appreciative of that um if I'd, if I'd had waited and I've got some friends who waited and didn't, didn't do anything for a while mm -hmm. as in we'll just see what happens when it when it We'll wait for it to pass over, mm -hmm. and then they completely, unfortunately, just lost momentum. And then there was not the, the there wasn't the feeling that they wanted to keep going. Uh, mm. The choir, so many people lost a lot of lot of singers oh, uh, from their choir um, for that reason. Whereas I think because we kind of, I, I feel like because it was literally it was one week we didn't do a session, uh, which was when we, yeah, the week after they announced lockdown, we didn't have a session the following week, and the following week we did, and we went mm. straight into it, and. It just, I, I think that's part of the key for me was just not losing momentum. Yeah. yeah. And I, I don't know about about you, but like this, when I got to the end of July or June, the end of June last year, and we'd sort of finished the last online session, mm -hmm. we were, what turned out to be the last online session, mm -hmm. it was like a completely mentally like collapsed. Oh my God, it was like... Because it's like, I mean, not in a, not in a you know, I just physically felt and mentally... So when you say July, exhausted. you mean July 2021? 21, yeah. Because yeah. we kept, you kept going, what, 15 months, 16 yeah. months? Yeah. Oh, my God. It That's such a long time, isn't it? That, but yeah, we did. We did. Amazing. But then, I think, Eddie, like, then when we got into September, 
when we got to September and it was like a new year and then you kind of figure out a possible format that might work and then we changed it up a lot and we had like one song every week yeah and for me that was really that made everything so much easier it was just yeah. kind of straight in there I knew what my I knew I know what my role is here every week mm. yeah and, and that's it um just explain to to Tim yeah how <laughs> did it work Ed? on a technical, on a oh, technical yeah. level how did um, you do it so from I was I'm in the tenor section so right. uh we would all have our microphones muted and right. then Ed would be the only one um saying anything and then he would basically pl- hit play on a on a well, pre-recorded on a practice thing, track that, that you I'd that you make, had yeah. So you had to sit and listen to yourself sing yeah. <laughs> for 15 months. Yeah. I mean, luckily you've got a good, a wonderful voice, so it's fine. Um, and then we would sing along to it and he would teach us it. It was, it was very cleverly done. And it was a done sectionally, so you'd do like yeah. 45 minutes to an hour of one section and then another and another, yeah. which also must have been quite exhausting. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely tiring, but I, th- I think um, what... What also happened, I suppose, a lot in, in, in that lockdown was people thinking we need to do social stuff, like social, social stuff all mm. the time. Mm. And I actually fig, I kind of felt like in the first few months we did some karaoke stuff and we did some quizzes and, and other things. And actually, I didn't really feel like that was the thing. And mm-hmm. um, I think people for in our context anyway, it was about a focus mm-hmm. and like a thing yeah. to do and to disconnect because I think people got a bit in the end a bit fed up with kind of zoom quizzes and stuff mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. over time and i'm not dissing zoom quizzes i've participated in many <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. Uh, i know but, what you mean yeah. but i think it's just kind of trying to trying to get the right balance and you just work i think people are just working it out as they go um but i felt like yeah the focus was the thing that mm-hmm. kind of kept it um kept it moving yeah mm-hmm. i agree and then uh flock can you explain what f- flock was yeah yeah so uh sort of a few months into the, uh, the beginning of the pandemic, somebody in the choir, uh, Paul, who is um, an entrepreneur, but but also somebody really interested in, in tech, got in touch with me to say, listen, there are you know thou- hundreds of thousands of choirs rehearsing online at the moment, and there's no currently not really any good system for them to be able to sing together at the same time because mm-hmm. as you as you were saying tim you try and sing happy birthday together and it's completely out of time because of the latency on, yeah. on the connection so uh paul basically went about trying to find people who might be able to work in this field there's, there's there are already some things existing that exist and he was uh, looking at uh, the options that were already out there and seeing if there's anything that that he could do collaborating with another team anyway he got me involved uh, in the process and so for quite a number of months, and it, it was really, for me, this was a bit of a lifesaver because it was a completely different focus mm-hmm. as well. And it was something to kind of get my teeth into. Mm-hmm. He, we basically, we I had nothing to do with the tech at all. I'll just say that right now. Uh, <laughs> some person, some other person <laughs> built us a, uh, a system and we tested it and we built it and we marketed it. Uh, or at least we sort of did trials with it and got lots of people involved. And, and as part of that process, I was talking to choirs choir leaders from all over the world um doing interviews with them trying to work out what would work for them doing trials with them and really you know i I suppose i don't think i'm the only one here connections were massive massive amounts of connections were made 
during COVID, which would never have been made. Uh, so you mean like networking kind of? Okay, yeah, not like internet connections. <laughs> well, probably those two, People but... who have never had had internet before. <laughs> yeah. Got it. Um, but that was a bit of a revelation too, because uh, I realised that I'd spent sort of nine, or at that time eight years, I suppose, just fairly sort of working in a silo, like working really on my own. Yeah. And not really reaching out that much. And actually, this the COVID really opened up that. And so Flock particularly opened up opened that up a, a huge amount. So then we started trialing it and then we eventually had something that was just about workable and we tried it with choir and we just about got it working, but it was just a little bit, it was just not quite there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it worked on Macs and but didn't quite work on uh, Windows in the same way and it was quite complicated. Mm. Um, but we were very close uh, and it's still, it's a workable piece of tech, like it does yeah. work and we did use it. But it just it, it required that extra mm. bit of time and money to extra pandemic get it bit there. of extra yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was luck and it still exists but yeah it's not it's uh, business wise it's not uh, not right. a thing for us okay right. that makes sense okay. um, you mentioned making networking across, what that's not the word you mentioned networking mm. um, is that how you got in touch with uh, a particular choir in Iceland well. Um, not not through flock but um networking definitely the concept of just actually talking to other people <laughs> uh, was definitely open <laughs> the concept of talking to the concept of comparing you know professional practice yeah. uh, with others uh definitely <laughs> opened that up and then well so yeah uh, we we are going to iceland uh, in 6 weeks time Amazing. and uh, yes I'm, have i told you that no i don't know to iceland you're going to iceland choir. oh brilliant <laughs> I've always wanted to go to Iceland. I've never been. Yeah, so just join the choir team. Yeah, yeah, really. You're, Tim, you'd be writing uh, as a man. Uh, yeah, you'd be writing loads of room. So yeah, so we we have a, we actually have we have had over the years a, a few Icelandic choir members uh, in in Barcelona English choir, and one of them had a. Um, I talked to her very loosely about the idea at one point, you know, years ago, and then I just thought, well this would be quite a nice thing for people to look forward to because I announced it in June 2021. And so we're kind of just at that point where people were thinking about what might happen after after yeah. COVID. So that's what we're doing. So yeah, through through Hada, we then made a connection with a choir uh, in Reykjavik and then I started talking to them and, and now we've basically yeah, built this collaboration and we're going to be singing in the, the main cathedral, which I'm going to not try and pronounce because I'll get it wrong. That's fine. Um, but the big church uh, in, in Reykjavik. <laughs> Reykjavik Cathedral. <laughs> um, and we, so, yeah, and we're going to be uh, doing a little tour around the place, uh, going to some natural springs and oh, hot baths. and excited. Having uh, very nice hot dogs, which they have in Reykjavik. Oh. Uh, okay. Also vegetarian versions. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, Thanks. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, that's on the cards. And I'm really excited about it. And, uh, yeah, I'm just... Uh, just paid for the flights, so that's definitely happening. Oh God! <laughs> no turning back now. <laughs> Exciting! Nice. I'm really excited. Uh, I think it's going to be great fun. Yeah. Um, do they eat? I look at some interesting Icelandic foods out there. I'm quite excited. I don't know. I'm just excited about the food. I think I might. I might. I might not go veggie for a day. Don't tell oh. anyone. <laughs> take a take a week off. Take a week. What inter- off. What's interesting, you, Katie? Which um, there's a particular dish that intrigued me that I will not be trying, which is the sheep's head. Oh, yeah. Situation. <laughs> Do they bury a sheep's head and then eat it? I don't. I don't know. Do like they? That. Do you know anything about that? It's I don't know. F- is it like fermented or? Yeah. Um, it's I mean, listen. Of, yeah. 
Okay, I definitely. I mean, I'd say that. if you're going from vegetarian to non-veggie, that's probably yeah, that's, not that's the, a bit like, dramatic. The broad thing she said, that's quite a. I do eat fish. Hopefully, I mean, they probably have fish in Iceland, right? Sheep farm fish. It's an island. <laughs> what? Sheep farm fish. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tim. And other stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I'm sure they do some great fish. You can have some other. Okay, fish. it's going to be so cool. Let's move yeah. on from the whole non-vegetarian thing. <laughs> um, ha, has that been quite difficult to plan? I mean, there's a lot of us going. Yes, um, yes, it's, it's difficult. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> difficult, yes, but not uh, not impossible. Uh, no, it's just people, isn't it? Uh, lots of lots of people to take into account and making sure everybody feels supported and like they're they're sort of some people, you know, need to feel like it's quite a big deal, you know, going away for yeah. uh, five days. In some cases, not knowing literally really anybody, so you just got to make sure that everybody feels comfortable yeah, and true. okay. How um, many of you are going? Ninety. Ninety. Yeah. Yeah. You impressed? Uh, I'm very impressed. There's a big group. <laughs> Which is actually far more than I, I really expected me to say, okay, this is the plan and it'll cost more or less this amount. Anybody interested? And like there to be like five gaps, like four people saying yes. <laughs> uh, but actually it was, yeah, really amazing. Wow. Some people have saved up and, you know, because it's not, it's not cheap. I no, it's not. Uh, no, definitely not. I, my intention was to save up. Um, <laughs> was it a credit card or something? No, no, no. It's it's all fine. I just it's a long stupid story, but I just bought a new front door. Let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you do need a front door. I do need yeah, a front so door. So that's a good investment. Front doors are necessary. Yeah. Um. So, uh, the but before we go to Iceland, yes, which is really the reason that uh, I've asked you on here today. Yes. Um, it, we're having a big concert. We are having a mega concert. Mm. It's a yeah. mega concert, and it's mega super important concert. because it is the tenth anniversary wow. of the existence of the Barcelona English Choir, which right. is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, tell us a bit about the concert, Ed. What what have you got in mind? Well, we are doing a sort of high school prom style tenth uh, year concert party type thing so oh my god if you're not wearing a blue tuxedo i will literally die (laughs) (laughs) so we're going kind of mega kitsch uh we're having it's more than just a so there's a concert bit which will be you know epic as ever uh but then we also have uh, a live band outside beforehand food and drink rockabilly uh, trucks (laughs) yeah it could be rockabilly Um, so we've got like a yeah seven, uh, 80s, 90s band or they're doing 80s and 90s covers outside and then there'll be various other entertainments which is uh, as yet undefined um, right. and then yeah lots of food and drink uh, lots of different things on offer lots of decorations everywhere and then we have the concert and then at the end there's uh, a bit of time outside uh, for more uh, food and drink and, and music so it can be like nice. festival atmosphere festival atmosphere that's the one yeah so love it we're encouraging everybody yeah. to dress up. 19th of June? Sounds good. I time don't know what up. time. What time is that? Six o'clock, the party begins. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where? Oh, where? Um, so, oh, yeah. That's important. Yes, <laughs> it is at a place called Inefka, which is up on Mondrik. It's really close to Palau San Jordi. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's actually a, a huge, it's basically a sports university is what it is. And I think I know. It's like a conference place where they Yes. Have, Any they teachers do, listening may have gone to the International, International House, House, House Conference, House conference there. Yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we are taking the mega hall in the middle, uh, which wow. is huge. It is huge. Um, and we've got to bring everything because there's nothing in there. So mm-hmm. we're filling it with uh, staging and lighting and sound and stuff. And audience, hopefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that'll be helpful. And 250 people, members of the choir. 
Yeah. Yes, yeah. more or less. Approx. Yeah. Approx. Um, and tickets, will they be available? How will they, when and tickets where? Tickets will, will be available uh, this week. Uh, I'll be sure to provide you with a link. Okay, so uh, they can people can buy them online if they are interested it, in yes. attending. Indeed, only online, yeah. Lovely. We will definitely post that yeah, definitely. down below in this description. Mm-hmm. And when this comes out, it will be relatively soon. Exactly. Um, cool. I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Have you already doing... got an outfit planned? Oh, yes. Actually, this year, really have. Because usually it's the last thing I think about. But this year, uh, we've got some uh, general clothing ideas for the whole choir. Oh. Which you don't know about yet, Katie. No, I don't. Um, so things are being made, designed and made. Wow. And then I, yeah, I'm going to get myself a, a nice something to wear. Because I usually just, it's the last thing I think about is what I'm wearing. And no, then, you need to, you need to. Because of the theme this year, I think it's Yeah. Important. So well, yeah, the theme is uh, prom. Prom, kind of kitsch prom. Kitsch prom. Yeah. 70s prom. I'm thinking Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Is it really Napoleon Dynamite? Kind of, yeah. Uh, that sort of idea. <gasps> okay. Oh my God. Something with really big sleeves. Big mm-hmm. Shirts with big collars. Yes. That mm-hmm. ruffly shirt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. So we'll be sure to put links down below if you're interested in attending. And some okay, of the so let's... music videos as well. Eh? And some of the music videos as oh, well. Yeah. We can link to yeah. those. Most of them, yeah. We'll put down, mm-hmm. the, put down a couple of them. That's a good plan. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's do, uh, to finish up, let's do a little bit of quick fire song questions. Okay. So we've got a little, little list of questions here. I've sent them to Ed in advance. Okay. And hopefully he has had a think about it. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to be high pressure. <laughs> okay, so Ed, first song you ever did with the choir, what was it? Right, it was uh, it was two songs. Sylvie, which is a blues song by Leadbelly. And I can see clearly Now the Rain Has Gone by Johnny nice. Is that the Classic. one you did um, as a flash mob? We did eventually do that as a flash mob. Yeah, that was oh, the first nice. video thing we did. That was on a, I didn't, wasn't there for that, but that was on a Metro Yes. Nice. It's pretty cool. That's also available on, um, That's also on the, online on somewhere. Yeah. If you're interested in watching that. Cool. Okay. Um, a song you loved at the time, but you don't enjoy now. So these are see, it's hard. These are songs that we have sung, I'm yes. assuming. Okay, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a hard question because as a general rule, <clears throat> I don't, I can't teach or bear uh, songs that I don't like. Right. Like I can't. Yeah. So, because it's impossible to teach. Mm-hmm. But Chandelier, uh, oh, right. which I love. <laughs> I really loved it and I still love it, but I, can't, I, can't, I find it hard to come back to that one because I think it's, I've done it too many times or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair that enough. Video as well. Okay. That's Sandalier by Sia. Um, yes. How about a song you loved, but other people did not like? So one of my favorite songs of all time is Sign Your Name Across My Heart by Terence oh. Trent Darby, which we started just before the pandemic and then... But to fairly lukewarm reception. Oh, really? I would say, yeah. I just I kind don't of remember got, that. I got a general vibe of that one not being mega. But it, because I was, was it a vibe slash email saying, I no, hate this song? No, no. <laughs> nobody's ever done that. So don't, get any, don't get any ideas, but nobody's ever emailed <laughs> me to say, I hate this song. Um, <laughs> but no, that one. Uh, I love it. I like obsessed with that song. And not everybody is in the same I like mind. that song too, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That That's one. a shame. You should bring it back, Ed. Come on. Maybe I will. Um... A song that you hate, but other people loved. So, again, I can't really say it's a song that I hate because I wouldn't have ever taught it if I hated it uh, because I would have just not... I think it's not a good idea to to try. Mm -hmm. But in earlier days, I did sometimes do arrangements that were other people's, but then I moved away from that. And so now almost 99.9% of all the songs we do are my own arrangements Mm -hmm. because I'm a creative dictator. 
Um, <laughs> and when, but we did do something inside so strong during a small period of time. Uh, and which is a song that you say it and then people go, oh yeah, we like that song. And I really, really do not like that song. I realised after having taught it. So that's, right. a, that's okay. my song. Okay. That I that's hate. a perfect answer for that. Good. Um, <laughs> song that really means something special to you. Um, Hyper Ballad. Hyper Ballad for me, the Bjork, so the song by Bjork, which we also did the music video of, which we're also going to sing in Iceland mm-hmm. uh, for, for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bjork um, is from Iceland. Yeah. Just pointing it out. <laughs> <laughs> so that one, yeah, because uh, it's one of my top sort of two favorite arrangements of mine. Like I really loved doing it and uh, musically, I think it's, I really, I really like it a lot. And also it's just, I'm obsessed with Bjork. Uh, and everything she does so for those two reasons and it's got all the memories attached to it as well mm-hmm. nice. and we'll have further memories attached mm-hmm. yeah um the song you relate to the most so this one is a one that we is in the works at the moment that you haven't fully done yet oh. that we're doing uh, one fine day by david byrne and it's from his latest well, the version that we're doing is from his latest stage show, which is American Utopia, which mm. is on Broadway. And uh, it's a song that I looked at when we were, we learnt it at the very end of the first term online, or we, we started to look at it. And the words just completely, like, massively, massively related to this moment and this time uh, in a way that was not sort of cheesy. Mm-hmm. And it really connected with me. So that is the song that uh, I think when we do it in the concert that's going to be the one that's going to be, might be the, the one that sort of really gets me, as it were. A tear uh, A little bit, yeah. Um, because it's just, it's full of hope. Uh, and it's also sort of, it really relates to this experience that we've just been through, but not in a cheesy way and not in an obvious way either. Okay. It does mention removing masks. That's very obvious. Uh, <laughs> but it wasn't related to the band. <laughs> oh my band, God. Right. We've, only, we've been wearing masks this whole oh time, Tim. Yeah. This whole time, and Singing we took him off like a few weeks ago. Few weeks ago. Wow. And I was, I got really emotional on Friday. Yeah. And I was, we were just singing, and I was like, oh my God, I just teared up. I was like, this is so nice. Yeah. We can, I can sing. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it was amazing. See everyone smile. It's lovely. See yeah, everyone's yeah. faces. Yeah. <sighs> it's nice and teaching too, isn't it? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure for you, like seeing everyone's faces and oh, seeing them, amazing. how well they know the words. Have you noticed uh, people don't know the words as well as you thought they yes. might have done? <laughs> no hiding now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one of them. I know all the words. <laughs> um, favorite song you've, we've ever sung? Wicked Game. Wicked oh, Game. Yeah. What a song. We what are doing song. it in the concert on the 19th of June. Nice. Uh, Come along yeah. and see us sing it. <laughs> Definitely that one. Uh, least favourite kind of you kind of already answered yeah, that. Um, one you'd like to bring back? <clears throat> well, we did. Um, so one of the sort of few songs that we've done that's been arranged by somebody else uh, by my friend Baz, who is uh, currently now in, in the Czech Republic, but he was uh, in the choir and did lots of stuff with us as well. Um, he arranged a Smith song. Uh, Please let me get what I want, and that one I would like to bring back at some point. And that is really one of my. Favourites that we've ever done. Yeah, me too. I absolutely loved that one. Yeah, it's great. Um, and your most, the most moving song? Most moving is uh, Slip Away, which we did as a, a music video bef- just before the pandemic. It's by Perfume Genius. Um, so not the most sort of obvious of songs. But uh, I just completely love the song. I love the original song and I love our version of it. And... Uh, 
yeah, it's quite the, the sort of subject matter. We were raising money for a charity that was uh, for, pe- for people who had lost children um, during pregnancy or mm-hmm. shortly after. Mm-hmm. And the video, sorry, the, the song, although it's not about that subject, kind of really connected with that. And so I find that one really hard to, you know, sort of not get emotional when we sing it or when, when I listen to it or when yeah. I watch the video of yeah. it. Um, so that one, I really love that one. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I love that one too. I enjoyed that music video as well. Yeah. I think that's uh, artistically. That was a really well. cool music video. It's very, very cool, that one. Yeah. That one was a lot of waiting around. That was a lot of waiting around. <laughs> but yeah. there was also an accident in the middle of it. Oh, oh really? What happened? Yeah. Oh, that was awful. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Luckily, it was fine. But it was it fine. Was, it could have actually been an absolute could have been really bad. nightmare. Yeah. Anyway. What happened? What happened? You can't, massive... talk, you can't just leave that hanging there. Oh, God. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> obviously, I was fully insured. Uh, the. <laughs> there was a massive light, a huge light, yeah, uh, that wasn't correctly weighted down at the bottom, right? And it, it just literally fell onto somebody. Oh God! I mean, it was really awful. Yeah. Luckily, I mean, the the injury was not uh, in it was was really not uh, very much, but it that was, was quite shocking, a shock. I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was really massive shock. Makes a big crashing noise. Yeah, oh. and if someone's right underneath it. Yeah, so yeah. thankfully the person was f- completely fine. Yes, mm-hmm. thank goodness. And, and you were fully insured action. and it was all safe. Um, okay, so um, let's think about what, what is your, um, what's next? What's next? After, after Iceland. You've got this year kind of lined up. What's, what's next for the Barcelona English Choir? So the, uh, the, the challenge that we have sometimes is there's, there's, um, there's quite a lot of people who uh, are emailing wanted to join the choir yeah. which is mm-hmm. a great problem to have of course mm-hmm. um and if anybody's listening who has sent me an email about asking to join have not received a response i'm really sorry uh i'm sure you get a lot we, of them though but it's getting the a sheer bit, quantity is it's a getting lot. a lot yeah it's like at least every day at least um f- uh, you know one or two so the volume is quite large of people who want to join uh but it's a really delicate balance because we can't just be a qu- well, i don't feel comfortable just continuously adding people all the time because it, mm-hmm. you sort of need to i want to keep hold of the the dynamic of the group and adding people changes the, the dynamic and you kind of you can lose uh, you know the essence of the group um it's a challenge but then on the other hand you know that's a lot of people who i could work with and and, and do something with uh who are interested in singing so i'm trying to think of a way to cope with both of those uh dilemmas i suppose um again it's a very very nice problem to have uh, so thinking about how we move forward from here, maybe, you know, doing some more sort of side projects or, you know, kind of project specific choir or, you know, just a one term thing or something extra um, just to try and keep those people engaged who are on the waiting list. Um, so that's one thing. Also, the idea of a men's uh, choir or a women's choir only, because there are, as is common in all choirs across the globe, uh, there are significantly more women than there are men. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something like you know 85 to 15 uh, percent more or less and so most of the people who want to join are women because when men want to join they immediately enter the choir uh, but, <laughs> but it's, it's trying to think of ways to work with those people I suppose is one thing yeah. um, but again I think the, for me that another really important thing is keeping the the idea of it being really open access mm-hmm but really high quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so keeping the ambition, but keeping the open access uh, aspect, keeping the balance of, 
pressure and no pressure and you know that kind of thing because this term in particular as katie will say will probably say is very uh intense we've got lots of songs we've got to work really hard towards a concert you can't do that every term it's you mm-hmm. can't expect that of people because this is a, a thing they're doing for fun and you've mm-hmm. got to keep that balance i think mm-hmm. of putting pressure on and, and just letting people be mm-hmm. so that's yeah. always what i have in my in the back of my head is how to kind of get that balance of of relaxed but also challenging and you know and satisfying okay so that hasn't really answered the question about what we're actually going to do it's <laughs> no, good you've got what's big, going on in the back of your head maybe you've got big projects on the horizon so it's difficult yeah, it's to see true. beyond those i'd think maybe I don't yeah know. maybe more socials maybe maybe okay. more social mm-hmm. stuff uh depending on which group you're in you have more or less opportunity to do that but mm-hmm. i think sometimes it'd be nice to have more social stuff mm-hmm. and any other um, like big trips like with after iceland is that is that something you'd like to do again first like, iceland then the world <laughs> <laughs> i would really like to do we've got a few links across spain where like we've got uh in madrid and um leon and uh in basque country we've got a few ex-choir members who are now living over there who have asked us if we might go and do something that'd be really nice to go and do a few a little mini tour might be quite fun uh and then not next year clearly but like maybe in a in two years time or possibly three or whatever canada because Mm. we've got an amazing connection with one particular choir in canada which came entirely through flock in fact uh who i'd really like to i just really like what they do and so i'd really like to kind of go and collaborate with them uh, in canada but that's a way off and we didn't give people a chance to save up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, that's quite brilliant. I'm really looking forward to all of that. Yes. Well, Ed, thanks so much for coming on. Mm. You've been amazing. Yeah. Just done all the talk. We haven't had to do very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So remember, everyone, buy your tickets for the 19th of June. Link mm-hmm. will be in the description below. Yep. Along with... Other music other videos, links, information music about video the choir. links and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave that to you, Tim. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Ed. Thanks really appreciate very much. It. Thanks for having me. Welcome See you next time. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Two teas in a pod. Thanks a lot for listening to the show. I'd just like to thank everyone involved in the Two Teas in a Pod team, specifically Ben Ward, our wonderful producer for recording and editing all of the episodes. Also, Mark Wilding for designing our logo and all our branding. Um, Lisa Marie Court, Bernice Ray, Vicky Milena, and our own Katie Wright for singing our jingles. And all you lovely listeners for listening along. And of course, to the wonderful Katie Wright, my wonderful co-host. Bye!